to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Glory to God. I feel like rambling a little bit this morning. It's always scary because you don't really know what you're going to say, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But with the world we're living in right now and what's going on all over the place, basically, you've got to make sure that you don't end up in the natural, especially with your feelings, your emotions, your will, your everything else on the inside of you, because you can be pulled into the natural realm. And there's no joy, no peace in the natural realm whatsoever. And the enemy, everything that's going on is bigger than just what you see. It's basically doing with spiritual things to bring you down right now because you are an enemy to the enemy. Do you understand? Everything that comes, yeah, this is going on over here and that's going on over that's going But what's going on right here? Because there's an attack against you to get you depressed, to get you down and out, to get you to backslide, to get you to forget about the spiritual things, to get you all worked up. I mean, when Jesus talked about the end times, he said two things. He said, let not your heart be troubled, and don't let your love grow cold. And we're definitely in the latter times. There's no question about it with everything going on here, everything going on there. And you've got to learn to see from a kingdom's perspective and from God's eyes. You know, believe it or not, he's got a lot more figured out than we do. And he knows what's going on. And the evil and stuff going on in the world is not from God. But God is very able to turn around what's going on and make it look like whoever did it was a fool to begin with. <laughs> Some of you are getting this this morning. Yeah, it's foolish stuff going on, praise God. And we get all worked up and our prayers are headed in the wrong direction and our thinking's headed in the wrong direction and we're all upset and we're all worried. And you don't understand what's coming down the road. See, because you can't, you can't deal with the natural realm. You can't deal with the news media. You can't deal with the natural news. We have something called the gospel, which is the... Good news. So listen to me. If it's not good news, it's not God. It doesn't come from him. It comes from something else. And you start believing that stuff and taking that stuff in, and pretty soon you're going to be carrying the whole world on your shoulders, and you've got enough trouble carrying you. Come on, on a daily basis, do you not have enough trouble just carrying, just making it through? And stuff happens and stuff goes on. But, but just, just hold on a little. Just wait, you know. That's like half a book. But then comes the end. You know, you ever watch a murder mystery where you think this guy did it, this guy did it, this guy did it, this guy did it. And at the end, he didn't even do it and wasn't even involved in it. And you say, my God, I've been all mixed up here. It's the same way that happens in the spirit realm. Basically, we see evil things and negative things going on. And we focus too much on them not understanding that there's an end at the end of the thing, see? And it's that way, you know, I was thinking this week and I was praying and reading the word and God talked about, you know, basically when, uh, when Jesus was walking the earth and he had a disciple by the name of Judas. And he t asked me, what do you think of Judas? And I said, well, he was a rat fink, man. He was stealing money, praise God, from Jesus himself. He was doing this, he was doing that. He, 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 he sold him to the Pharisees. He, he was a terrible guy. And God said, you're right, he didn't do things very well. He said, but the result of what he did ended up being necessary if he'd have never sold Jesus to the Pharisees he never would have been hung on the cross and you still be going to hell so what looked like at that time I mean if I was there and I was the other disciples I'd be 
spreading his name all over, how terrible he was, what a terrible guy he was. He served Jesus. He's doing this. He's doing that. But he's not doing it right. And praise God, we need to kick him out of our little camp and everything else. But notice, we don't see beyond that sometimes. There's a scripture that's been really coming alive to me. Look not at the things that are, but the things that are, because the seen things are temporary. Now, we know that. I mean, there's a narrative in the news media all the time that's for a period of time. And then it's gone, like a puff of smoke, and a new one comes in. So everything that we look at is, oh, my God, this is a tragedy. This is terrible. It's going to last that long. It's temporary. But what we look at is the eternal. And what is that? As kingdom citizens, we see the kingdom of God being extended on a daily basis. There's people I see saved now who were not saved six months ago. That's an extension of the kingdom of God. I see you in more peace when all this is going on than before. What's that? An extension of God going on. God's kingdom came in, and it will not ever leave. The Bible says in John that basically light came into the world and darkness couldn't put it out. And when Jesus came and he brought the kingdom of God into this world, I'll tell you what, once it got in here, once the devil made the boo-boo, and notice, here's Jesus. You can send Jesus to the cross or Barabbas. So the Pharisees or the news media, sorry, made Jesus out to be the enemy and a known murderer, the good guy. Oh, I feel that one right there. Something there with that one. Yeah. Yeah, something there, sir. Everybody's yelling, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And if you'd have been listening to the news, you'd have been right there going, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He's an evil person. But all at once, Jesus suffered and died on the cross. And he was raised from the dead. And the Bible says, if the devil had only known. See, the devil only sees now. He don't see the end result. He's too dumb to see the end result. He just deals with something now in your life to get you with deals with something in your life. And if you don't deal with it and go beyond that with the promises of God and what God has promised you, he is helpless in your life. It's over with. He can't do anything about it. So basically, Jesus went to the cross. He was put there. At that time, you'd think everybody was evil. Everybody was terrible and did it. But when he did, he went to the cross and he suffered and died on the cross and he was raised from the dead. How many know he couldn't have been raised from the dead if he'd have never died? So if they said, kill Barabbas, kill Barabbas, save Jesus, save Jesus, we'd be in trouble right now. Now, I'm not saying God sanctions this stuff. I'm telling you, every time the devil thinks he's winning, he ends up losing. And the media right now is the outlet of demonic spew that tries to convince you of what's going on. But they don't know what's going on. He knows what's going on. And he will make adjustments in areas of the world. And all at once you're going to look back and say, that's why that happened that I worried about for the last six weeks and was depressed. And then you're going to wonder why you messed up your life for the last six weeks when you just could have been staying on the word of God. Let me tell you, it's very simple. We're winning. We're winning. Everybody thinks we're losing. The news media tells you we're losing. The news media tells we're falling. No, we're winning, praise God. You understand? We winning. Glory to God. The kingdom of God is being extended, and it doesn't matter what happens in the meantime. Don't you get your eyes off your call and who you are and what he puts you here to do and what you're supposed to be doing. It's not worthy to leave two years behind just because this happened or that happened. And I'll tell you what, one thing you've got to eliminate in your life is the why. The why is a killer. The why is a faith killer. The why is a, fu- the why is a fire putter out. Why did that happen? Why did this take place? Let me figure it out. Oh, Jesus, help us all. Listen to me. There's some things you're not going to know, so just get over it. 
If people walk up to you and say, why did this happen? And you got to come up with some religious congregational garbage to throw at them to sound like you're important and know what's going on, you're crazy, praise God. How about, I don't know, ask God. And if God tells you, that's great. If he don't, move on with life, will you? Don't die in the why. Don't stay in the why. Don't end up in the why for years. Get over the why. Been in the ministry a long time. I got a lot of whys, but I moved on from every one of them, praise God. I'm not going to stay in the whys, or else I'd have quit the ministry 10 years ago. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did that take place? Why did God allow that? How do you know there's free will? Some people don't even believe there's evil in the world. My God, open your eyes. It's everywhere, for God's sakes. But it's not God, it's the devil. God is not in control of everything. As a matter of fact, you are. He puts you here to be in control of this earth realm. He's given you dominion to extend the kingdom of God and live here in the earth realm. He's not in control of everything. If he was, everybody be saved. Everybody be healed. Everybody be delivered. But they're not because he's not in control of everything. See, you are. He said, let us make man and give them dominion and authority on the earth. So I've got dominion and authority. First thing I'm going to have to have dominion and authority of is me. My emotions, my feelings, this, this. Let me say it again. This. Because, you know, this is like an intersection of railroad tracks. I mean, there's trains running through there all the time, praise God. You've got the peace train and the joy train and the anger train and the anxiety train and this train. And you've got you to start shutting down some tracks, praise God. And once you let that train in, you've got to take it all the way to the caboose then. And my God, that takes a while to get there. So we don't want to do that. We want to be able to grab those thoughts right away and say, that ain't right. That ain't right. Well, the whole world's blowing up. I don't care what you say, praise God. You just got paid another $100,000 to say something was stupid anyway. So we cannot be controlled by that. We have to be controlled by the real news that's here and understand that that's it. So when things look like they're going bad, don't get upset. Pray and make sure you're praying in the right direction. I've been instructed to pray in, in tongues more than ever because most of the time I'm probably not praying in the right direction everywhere. See? I mean, look, they, they could have arrested Jesus, put him in there, and I could have interceded for four days. Release him. Let him out. Release him. God says, I want him to die. Release him. Let him out. Oh, Jesus, help us all. Let him die. Help me, Jesus. Help me. You know, we do whatever it takes, don't we? It's like you got to get God's attention. You know, he's paying attention to somebody else. But notice, you got to be careful what you pray about. Sometimes we're praying against the will of God and don't even know it because we listen to somebody else who told us what God's will. It wasn't God's will. It was the world's will, and we're all messed up. You're here to help him, not fight against him. But we do that sometimes. We're praying for things that aren't there. So if you don't know how to pray in a situation, pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost is simply the Spirit of God in you praying through you. And he knows what to do. He knows what's going on. He knows what the end result is. I mean, when Paul got and Silas got in jail, I mean, we'd all prayed to get him out of there. But basically, he was in there long enough and where he got the whole family of the jailers saved and everybody. And, and, you know, it looked bad. It looked terrible. But in the end, there was an ending. The mystery that we thought was going to be there swung around all at once. The whole family got saved, praise God, and the jailer and everybody else. See, we don't know everything and we don't see everything, but we got to look from it from a spiritual aspect. Many of the things you went through in your life are not of God, but it prepared you. See? And God didn't put it on you to prepare you. You could have been prepared through the Word. But you had to have been driven to a place where you got so desperate you actually had to pick the book up. All right, I tried everything. Bless God, I'm going to read this thing finally and see if something don't happen. 
Ain't that the way we do it? In case of emergency, break glass. Get your Bible out. Or some people want to get out and don't even want to change. They just want an instant miracle. And miracles are wonderful, but you can't live in miracles. You need to live in everything that he's given us. And that's the word of God that brings revelation to each and every one of us. So do I pray for revelation in situations? Yes. Do I always get it? Not always, but a lot of times I do. So I'm playing, praying differently and looking at things differently than everybody else. And they think you're nuts, but you're not nuts because you see what they can't see. Are you following me? So that's what we need to do in this day and age. We, we cannot get tied to the world's realm. I'm telling you what, you're, you're heading for depression. There's a lot of depressed churches out there right now. And the guy, be, oh Lord. And the guy behind the pulpit adds to that depression. Because they don't preach the word, they preach the problems. My God, they've been listening to it all week. They don't need to come hear it from you. We preach victory. We preach more than conquerors. We preach we can win in every single area of our life, praise God. We don't bow the knee to the world or the devil or anybody else, praise God. Because we've washed our minds. We're cleansing our minds. Why? To think like kingdom people here, praise God. We are kingdom citizens. We have rights here in this thing now, right? We're in the world, but we're not of the world, the Bible says. So if the world wants to go crazy, they want to get depressed, they want to run, that's, that's fine and crazy. But I hope they get dark enough, then we can get to them. See, when it gets really dark, they're looking for any kind of light. So I don't care, I don't care if you're on fire just as much as a Bic lighter right now. That's enough. Amen. See, that's enough to change somebody's life because you've got that little light on you. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I don't let Satan blow it out. I'll tell you, if you're on fire, he won't blow it out. He'll get out. See, we sing songs even to our kids, for God's sakes. Imagine a little kid, this little lie of mine, don't let Satan blow it out. You ought to punch him right in the nose when he comes around and puckers his lips, praise God. But we need to teach victory, and we need to teach a mentality of victory, coming from a victory thing. I hate anything that comes from a defeatist, sympathy, poor, poor, pitiful me attitude. And I'll tell you what, you can see it a mile off if you're walking in the Holy Ghost. You'll see it, and you'll say, oh, Jesus, look at that. What are they doing? And then they'll get... Likes, likes, love, likes, like, like, love, like, like, like. I think, oh, dear God, you guys are all screwed up. I don't know what you're thinking about. You've got to think of it from a victory thing. You've got to think of it from an area of what God sees things. God's got this stuff figured out. Let me help you. God's got this whole thing figured out. Hallelujah. Are things going to be bad? Yes. But they don't have to be bad in your life just because they're bad over there. You don't have to jump in a bunker because there's a war going over 20,000 miles away because you're afraid one bomb might get loose and hit you in the top of the head. Come on now. We have a shooting in Michigan, and everybody's buying guns because they think a guy's going to come down here and shoot them. Come on now. We've got protection. We've got a Holy Ghost. And I'm not against guns. If you want one, get one, praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe two or three. I don't know. Whatever you... AR-15. Get an AR-50 for all I care, praise God. If there is one, you get whatever you want to get. Glory to God, whatever it takes. But we've got to learn to live in peace and joy right now. The things affecting the world aren't even that close to us in a lot of areas now. And we're still freaking out about it. We're still going nuts about it. And God is only concerned about one thing. The extension of his kingdom into this earth realm and the influence done by his citizens who are here. And that's us. And I mean, it's good when you get in the church because you want to be powerful and you want to heal the sick and you cast out devils. And there's nothing wrong. How many know that's good? 
But it, when it shows the, the judgment, it shows sheep and goats. And he never says, when you saw me, you didn't heal me. When you saw me, you didn't cast the devil out of me. He said, when you saw me thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. When you saw me hungry, you didn't give me nothing. Notice, it's practical service also. Just practical service, praise God, in our lives. We're practically serving our brothers and our sisters and helping them out and doing whatever needs to be done. It's the little things, not the big things. And Jesus said, here's the sheep, here's the goats. And, the, and notice what the sheep said, or the goats, if we didn't know it was you. In other words, we're willing to serve someone if it benefits us. Do we need to go there further? Yeah. Come on, I'm going to serve them. You know why? Because that guy's rich. And if I go over and help with his little kid, boy, oh boy, you never know what might happen. Hallelujah. I'll bring him a bunch of drinks and food. Hallelujah. If he gets to prison, I'm going to live there. See, there's motive behind everything we do, isn't there? And notice what the sheep said. Jesus says, whatever you do, at least my brother do to me. Jesus said, when did I feed the hungry, the righteous? They didn't even know they were doing it. It was a natural thing for them to do. It was a way of life. When somebody needed a drink, they gave it. When somebody needed food, they gave it. When somebody needed in prison, they looked after him. When a friend wasn't in church, you checked on him. When somebody's sick in the church, you prayed for them and you checked on them. And See, these are the things, the practical things. This is what the kingdom of God is about. It's about service. Do we cast out devils? Every chance we get. Do we heal the sick? Every chance we get. But if you're casting out say the devil and you're doing it for your own benefit... And that benefit would be how great thou art. See, there's a how great thou art spirit in churches all over the place. Everybody wants to be on the stage with uh, everybody who's got a name and everybody's got a large church and everybody's got this so that they can see me, praise God. Jeez, uh, I might be sitting on stage and when I cross my legs, what, what color socks should I wear to impress people in case my pant leg comes up far enough for them to see me and see if I wear good socks or bad socks or... See what I mean? It's not about that. It's not about being privileged. It's not about being raised up into something. It's not, not about the apostle, pastor, whatever term you want to take. Am I a pastor? Yes, I am, praise God. But everybody calls me PT. Nobody knows what that means anyway. See, it's not, not, not about that, not doing it, not doing it. Jesus said, if you pray, go in your closet. Don't stand on the street corner and show everybody what a great prayer warrior you are. Why? Because you're doing it for the wrong motive. We should be natural, sir. We should see something. We should do something. We should we see, see a need there. We go and we deal with it. If we do, and we don't do it, and then we tell everybody, you know what I did the other day? I gave him 20 bucks not to do it in front of you all because God told me to give a guy 20 bucks so he can have some popcorn. That's why I did it. It had nothing to do with you at all. You understand? I don't need a, a bozo button. I don't need a medal. I don't need anything for that, praise God, because it's just what we do. We serve people, praise God. We do things for people. That's what we do. That's what the kingdom of God is God. Jesus died on the cross, didn't do anything for him. He wasn't being beat up by the devil. He didn't need to be healed. He didn't need anything. He was living in victory, but he laid down his life for us. And now part of his kingdom is pick up your cross. Well, I know what that is. My sickness and my disease is my cross. And that mother-in-law is my cross. And that wife, my cross. And those kids are definitely my cross. No. No, you're serving and loving your kids as your cross. <laughs> See? We make that backwards. We preach it wrong. No, it's service. Service to people. Service to everybody. Servant. Husbands, do the dishes now and then if you never do. Walking by the kitchen, you see dirty dishes. Don't say, hey! 
dishes out here. It doesn't take that long to pick up a little rag, wipe the things off, and put them nowadays. We got a dishwasher, for God's sakes. Praise God. See, there's things we can do. Praise God. Your husband comes home, he's had a hard day. Don't talk to him with 4,652 words in the first hour. Let him catch his breath. Jesus. Maybe he had a tough day. Well, I just want you to know what happened today. When I was on the and he ain't hearing a word anyway. He's just going. Let's go. And then a little bit he thinks, is she about done? And no, you get a second win, don't you? You're not done. No, no. You just explain part of the problem now. So you, here you go, praise God. No, we want to serve one another. And if you can't even serve your spouse and your kids, how are you going to serve somebody else out there? You see? So we want to serve each other. We want to love each other. We want to do things for each other. We want to, praise God, it's just what we do. It's just what we do. And we don't do it because we're trying to do it. We do it because that's who we are. We know who we am. See, we sing the song. I know who I am. Would you help them? Not today, brother. I ain't got time for that. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracles. I don't care about anybody else, but I'm doing that. No. See, that's not it. It's, it's everyday service, praise God. And we're good at practicing Christianity. See, we can do it every Sunday from 1030 to about noon. Yes. How are you blessed? Blessed brother, so good to see you. See, but the problem is we're not members of a Christianity. We're citizens of a kingdom. And you're citizens 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're not American citizens just when you hold a flag. You're American citizens all your whole life, and it's the same way. We are citizens of a kingdom, and you're a citizen Monday morning, Monday afternoon, when somebody yells at you, when things are going good, when things are going back, you're still a citizen of the kingdom of God. Praise God. You can't get away from it. But we've practiced Christianity rather than citizenship. So you can, you can have somebody cuss and swear and go nuts over here, and I walk over, and all at once the whole conversation changes. Pastor, so good to see you. Praise God. Yes, I was just explaining to my brother in a little different language about what was going on in my life. But we're so blessed, and we just let... See, all at once it switches. I've called people on the phone now, picked it up. They're screaming at their husband. All at once they say, hello, and I say, Pastor Tom. They go, oh, Pastor. It's so great to hear your voice. We were just discussing things here. And then they come with a bolt on top of his head from the frying pan. How many know that was quite a discussion? See, but service is a daily thing. It's what we do. We lay down our lives for other people. That's why we're here. Whether you like it or not, that's what we do. But the more you do it, the more you'll be able to see it. You know, people talk about, like Kelly talks about divine appointments. There's divine appointments out there. But if you're too busy complaining about the appointment, you're never going to figure out the divine in it. And then you're going to go on the rest of the talking bad about the, I had an appointment here, and my gosh, it was no good. And, and the person left just the way they came, and you didn't know that it was set up by God to do something. And not everything's a divine appointment, but there are some out there, because God knows what he's doing again. So we're always awake and available to it, aren't we? Yeah. Always looking. Always looking. We're not looking to holler, scream, shout, whatever. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, we're, we're people of service. We serve one another. We serve each other. People serve this church. They do things in this church. M- many of them do it when I ask. Many of them do it before I even ask. They know what needs to be done, and they do it. 
Praise God. And how many know that's important? It's important in your marriage. It's important in your job. It's important every time, praise God. When I worked for the post office, I did my job and other people's job. Yeah, there was a new person who just came in and didn't know the route and didn't know how to case things, and I got done with mine. I went over and helped the guy. And then the union got mad at me. You're cutting out somebody's overtime. Somebody could be getting overtime for that. Well, I just want to work. I'm paid to work. They put me here to do a job. And I thought maybe I'd do it all the time. <laughs> See? And that's the way we think. Oh, we're getting away with it. Some people say, oh, I don't need an hour overtime today, but I cased real slow and I get an hour. Well, good for you, but you're stealing. Oh, no, that's not stealing. That's doing my job by the book. What book? <laughs> See, so, <laughs> checkbook. That was good. My gosh. I'll just start a sentence. You guys complete it. (laughs) But praise God, we want to serve one another. We don't want to be a goat. We want to be a sheep. So we do it to the least of our brothers. We're doing it to who? To him. You know, and then there's a story of the Jesus said, you need to love your neighbor as yourself. Watch this reply. Well, who's my neighbor? If I can love my neighbors myself, then point out the four people are my neighbors so I can hate everybody else out there. <laughs> See the thinking? He shows us the way we think in parables so we can cure the way we think and not think like the people in the parables who think that way. And Jesus said, let me show you. There's a guy here, and he got beat up and everything else. And the Levite came by and walked on the other side of the street. And a priest came by and walked on the other side of the street. And the Samaritan just came and put oil on him and gave him money and did everything. And, and the guy said, well, you're not telling me who my neighbor is. You're telling me how to be a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, we're always trying to get out of it. Remember, Peter? I got to forgive how many times? Seven times 70, I hope. Jesus said, no, all the time. Uh-huh. And then we try to find scriptural resources that back our lack of understanding. Come on. It's coming in this morning. I turned on the radio. I don't know why. I turn on the radio and there's two leaders from some church on there who's on there every Sunday morning when I come in and they're answering questions. Well, they they made a mistake this morning because somebody asked him about the kingdom of God, which they had no idea. So then one of them said, well, the kingdom of God basically comes, you know, and we die and Jesus comes back the second time and we've got the kingdom. And their guy says, no, I think the kingdom of God's here. No, it's not. And they almost, on the radio, almost got in a fight. They're there to help other people. And they're arguing about whether, whether the kingdom of God came. It didn't come. It comes when you die. It comes when you don't die. It comes. So they get in an argument of the whole thing. Well, because people don't understand kingdom. They understand Christianity. They understand religions. They understand denominations. But there's a different way of thinking all around you look at Jesus, he thought of things completely different than everybody else. When his boat was sinking, he did not freak out. You know what he did? Slept. Some of you can't sleep. You know why? Because your boat's filling up with water during the day. And you're having trouble. Every time I lay down. Splash a little, splash a little water out. See, these things are designed. You don't understand. They're designed to come after you. They're designed to attack you. They're designed to take your peace and joy. They're designed to get you off your purpose. He don't care if you're saved. He just cares if you're going to do something. 
Because there's two kingdoms battling right now. There's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And it is a battle going on. How many of you know that? And that's the only battle we got to be looking at right now. No other battles anywhere. Because we really don't understand what's going on here, there, or near, or anywhere. But I know, I know one thing. There is, there is a one world order spirit that's got to take over sooner or later. But not on my watch. Next generation, fine, if, you, if people don't want to do anything. But it's not going to come during my lifetime, I can tell you that right now. Me and God's had a serious talk about it, and it's not going to take place now, praise God. We're going to figure it out. We're going to be a step ahead of them. See, it's better to fight a battle ahead than fight it after you got beat up, laying on the ground. No, we, we know what's going on. I know what's happening. I know what's taking place. I know what's, and, and there's a lot of good there too, but nobody's telling you about the good. You can't find the good news anywhere. Even good natural news you can't find. No, they just hit you with a narrative to get you down. Praise God. How many people do you think were built up by the COVID? Oh, this has been the most wonderful two years because they've talked about COVID. I feel so good. Well, the narrative right now is the same way. It's to beat you down, to take your peace and joy. Don't go for it, praise God. Don't do it. We're smarter than that. We got spiritual wisdom. We got spiritual knowledge. We got revelation. We got inside information. See, and we don't live out here in. We live in here out. Remember the Bible said that the kingdom of God is like leaven? How many know once you put leaven into the lump, you can't get it back out? When Jesus brought the kingdom, I don't care what the devil does, he ain't getting it out of here. Because it's like leaven. And it says, it'll slowly, say slowly. slowly. How many know growing in the kingdom of God is slowly? Yes. Pretty, it's going to permeate the whole lump. So your whole lump's going to get permeated. And the Bible says, how many lumps were there? Three. So that means he wants to permeate your spirit, your soul, and your body. But the problem is, he's having trouble permeating past our soul to get to our that's why there's so many sick people, because there's a block in the... I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul Oh, I thought it was my body prospers. No, your soul. So as he changes your mind and gets the kingdom in there and the kingdom way of thinking about sickness and the kingdom way of thinking about healing and the kingdom of thinking about all this stuff, pretty soon it's going to end up in your physical body. And you can leave completely kingdom, lifestyle, spirit, soul, and body. But notice it starts in here, not out here. Out here is your suppression. The Bible tells you to work out your, not work it in, work out your salvation. But we're so controlled by the physical that we try to work everything in. And if it gets from your body and sight into your soul, then you've got problems, don't you? Because there's a block there. So right here's the battlefield. Everybody knows that. But this is what we want to do. We want to think in line with the kingdom of God. We want to see things like the kingdom of God. We want to see people like the kingdom of God. I don't care what they wear or how much money they got or if they've shaved, haven't shaved, got hair, don't have hair, whatever. Everybody's a child of God. And Jesus died for them just as much as he... Some people think he only died for them. Thanks for coming dying for me. I'm glad you didn't die for any of these other people out here. They all need to go to hell at this point. But no, that's not the way. He died for everybody. He died for the rich, died for the poor, died for those who are saved, and died for those who aren't saved yet. He died for each and every one because he loves everybody with an unconditional love. How, how, how many of you know it's easier to love your brothers here than to run in somebody on the street? How many of you know some of your relation is easy to love and some of your relation? My God, they're unlovable. They try to be unlovable. They have succeeded at being unlovable. But yet, you know what we got to do? Love them. 
We got to serve him anywhere. We got to do. I learned that right off the bat when people got mad in church for what I was preaching, blah, 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 and run someplace else. And then three years later, their kid's sick or somebody's sick in their family. And all at once, my phone rings. Hello? Yes, Pastor Tom. Uh, uh, my kid's been sick and nobody can do anything about it. Would you come and lay hands on them and heal them? I felt like saying, that's why you left the church, because I preached healing. I thought it, but I didn't say it. See? How many know those thoughts come? And I said, sure, I would love to come lay hands on there. Where are you? And I would go and I would lay hands on them. You know? Before I was a pastor, before my mind was renewed, I said, get your pastor to do it. You want to go to church there and brag on him all the time. See? We speak truth here, but let me tell you, everybody doesn't want. Truth makes people mad. See? And then people don't like you. If they don't like you, you start to get sad. If you start to get sad, then you can get depressed. And then you can preach depression every day from the sermon for the people. No, these are things that don't matter. And it's the little things that get us. Not that big. People haven't talked to other people for 40 years, and they can't even remember why. Why did you have a falling out? Can't remember, but I knew we had one. And it's been a growing and prosperous for 40 years now, praise God. No. We don't do that. We love each other. We care for each other, praise God. Come on now. This is where we're growing into. This is who we are, praise God. We're here to serve everybody every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because we are kingdom people. We're the mouthpiece of God. We're the hands of God. We're the eyes of God. We're the availability of God in our life. People said, well, God's going to come do it. He never wanted to come here and do it. That's why he put you here. You don't want to come down here. He's got everything under control up there. How many of you know that? People say, well, I'm going to die and help out in heaven. You don't need it. <laughs> Trust me, he's got it. He don't need your help up there. See, but he gave us a period of time here, don't we? And, and how many you know days are going by? Look, the time change is coming already again. We're already, what is that, spring we're in now? Or what are we in? Time just keeps going by. When's the last time you ran into somebody and just touched them or just hugged them or just said, God loves you or, or said, how you doing, brother? Or, How's it going, sister? Or, you know, and, and, you know, we do the, we do the little hug-a-thon, you know, it's, and, and we like it, and some don't, and some whatever, but it gives everybody an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody in here might need a hug. Yeah. I've seen people come in here that definitely need a hug. Yeah. I'm up front. I can see you coming in the back door. Yeah. Yep. So if you're going to come in depressed, at least pull your hat down. So <laughs> I can't see it. But I tell you what, in this church, you're not going to get very far. Because somebody's going to find you in the back. And if you don't want hugged and kissed and everything, you better turn around. You better start running because they'll chase you down the street to get to you, praise God. And they tackle you and everybody jump on top and hug you. Because that's what we do, praise God. If you're a new person here, we love you, man. We might not get a chance to talk to you all the time. We might get to not know you real well. But we love every, every one of you, praise God. We care for each and every one of you as much as we care for our own kids, praise God. Because we're, we're, the, we're making a difference. I know we are. I can feel it. And we got a ways to go, but we're doing good. We're all growing. We're all thinking. We're all loving. We're all serving. So look, be a servant this week. Look. And what is a servant? Is a servant says, I'm just such a slave of Jesus. No. A servant is basically taking whatever gifts God gave you and sharing them with other people. Sometimes Becky will say, what are you going to do about this? Not my gift. See? What are you going to do about this? Not my gift. I'm not going to try to be a, a complete gift 
to everybody and wear myself out in this area. So when I do get to my gift, I, I'm crawling in there trying to finish. You can't do that. You've got you to separate yourself from yeah. gifts. So if something comes up and, and there's somebody that needs, somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'm, I'm really having demonic problems, da 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 I say, that's great. James Branch, here's his number. <laughs> See, why is that? He's got a gift, don't he? He's got a gift. Not that I can't, but he's got a gift different than my gift. So we all got gifts. So let's not fight over who's got the best gift. Let's just use our own gifts to perfection so we can be a body with different gifts to meet different needs, for God's sakes. Jesus. See, it's very simple. And you all got a gift. You may not think you do. Some people think it's the gift of receiving from everybody but not doing anything. Yes, that came out of my mouth. I know, I know it did. And I can't take it back now. It's too far gone. It's halfway to the camera. It's gone. I can't do nothing with it now. It's gone. Can't do a thing with it. It's gone. Praise God, it's gone. Yeah. Some people got that loser mentality, even though they're a kingdom citizen. My God, come on. Jesus shed blood for you to live above where you're living right now. My goodness sakes. Well, they don't call me. They don't come to me. They don't send me a card. They don't know. Praise God. Send some, somebody else one. Hallelujah. I'll buy the card if you need it and send it to somebody. See? So we're servicing. We're servicing one another. We've got people in here that serve all the time. We've got Ben and Natasha. We've got Luann. We've got people all over the place who serve us at times. Hallelujah. And that's, that's good. But we're not looking for service. We're looking to serve. We want to serve one another. And there's power in service, I'm telling you right now. And it don't take much. Sometimes, Even if you don't know how to pray, if you put your hand on somebody who's really down and just say, Jesus, and stop right there, yes. they'll feel the anointing of God and say, oh, my God, right. what did you pray? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> how long have you been practicing that prayer? Not very long. <laughs> See, we think we've got to go, in Jesus' name, and come on, Jesus, and Jesus, Jesus, and, and bless him and heal him and do it. No, just, boo. Just put it out there. Praise God. Don't take much. Just takes the anointing release from the inside of you. And people can feel that. How many of you know? You can feel the anointing sometimes in the Spirit of God sometimes. Hallelujah. So we're going to serve, aren't we? We're going to learn to love to serve, love one another. Praise God. We're going to care for one another. We're not going to talk about each other because we don't do that. We're not going to backstab anybody because we don't do that stuff here. We walk in love and peace and joy all the time, and we just love everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is that right? Ain't that what we're doing? Am I preaching the truth? Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. We'll get to this next week, I guess, or week after or whatever. But that was very important. So, so hallelujah.